this thing. No title again. Is it rolling, Bob? Chick, chick, chick. Chick. Chick, chick, chick. Discover a dude here. Who else? Uh, Thompson Park. And uh, just in the area of the uh, dog parks. Love this spot. I parked in the regular parking lot and then just a hike over to the adjoining dog park area. It is uh, Tuesday afternoon. I guess it's about four-ish. I'm just back from the dentist. I've just gone for a cleaning, but saw my uh, dentist, uh, Dr. Kamandra. Such a wonderful man. I mean, there are some beings on the planet who are just at a higher level. don't know how else to put it. And he is one of them. And I don't mean just intelligence. I mean compassion and knowledge and awareness. Uh, he's the one when I had my stroke here, uh, mini-stroke, TIA, I think they're called, um, five years ago. In in the dental office, he's the one who talked me down and got me out of it. Or brought me back to this state I was in. Whatever happened, I, I still don't know to this day, but something bad. And, uh, yeah, I just lost it. And uh, he was the guy. Anyway, he came in to see me today. How's it going? And then just, and then just a talk about uh, awareness, about... Uh, you know, surviving COVID. And, and uh, he just had intelligent things to say. He talked about the more words we use, you know, the sharper our, our vision. It's like a laser, you know, and, and we were comparing it to text messages and emojis and things where you don't even have to use words. You just bounce back and forth. And people are, I believe, losing that power of expression. We talk about the decline in vocabulary compared to, never mind just Shakespeare's time, let's just say in the past 50 years. Uh, I think it's uh, English speakers. It's just dropped significantly, and it, and it does impact how you think and, and your understanding of the world. It's Anyway, that kind of conversation, okay? And uh, then when I went to see my hygienist, uh, Sammy, not her real name, but that's what people call her, um, she said, oh, did you finish your book? And I knew then I had one with me, and I brought it in intentionally. And I, I, was, I went through this stupid little routine of, well, should I give her a copy or, or you know, what should I do? Even thinking about sell her one at half price, you know, no, no, no. Just give it to her. Get the correct spelling of her name and write a nice little thing. And at the end, and she was very grateful. And I knew as I'm there and my mouth is bleeding or the gums are bleeding and she's getting very close to nerve edges. I'm sort of thinking, what am I going to write inside? But I did thank her for uh, her skill, her kindness, and for making my visits to the Scarborough Town Dental Center that much nicer. She's uh, just a, a very nice person, a real person. You know, you you can you can have chit chat with some people, and then some. You know, you can probably go a little deeper. And I think she's a uh, she's an interesting uh, person. Uh, so yeah, she was grateful, and it was it just made me happy to give it to her. I know she'll read it and enjoy it. And uh, what else today? We got our stove delivered today. You remember the nonsense or the uh, how I went on about. It wasn't an ordeal about buying the stove, but it had to be right. And today they delivered it. Um, two guys came. You know, we get the phone call. It's going to come between 10 and 2, or 10 and 3. 11 and 3, that was it. And my dentist appointment was at 2. And I thought, oh. So, of course, that created some anxiety. My, my wife wanted to go out, and I want her to go out. It's her last day off. Yeah, you go and enjoy. I, I can wake Daniel up. He can handle it. And, and, you know, anyway, they came around noon. And uh, I, I didn't know it was a custom. You pay your $20 and these two guys wheel, wheel away. The, basically, they're, they're just a service that uh, moves things. They subcontracted. So they um, um, bring in the new stove. Take, take away the old stove. Bring in the new stove. 
And there's a $20 fee for that, which is uh, fair enough. Although I know if I left it in front, in front of the house, somebody would have taken it. But um, as as they uh, once they left, I thought, gee, am I supposed to tip these guys? Is that what other people do? And I, I don't know the rules, and I thought, uh, whatever. So I apologized. I gave them $5 each and with an apology. Sorry, it's not very much, but, it, you know, these are guys. They, they appreciated it for what it was. Um, it just seemed a nice thing to do. These are guys, you know, both of them stopped to watch the TV because Trudeau was on, and they just, you know, when is this damn thing going to end? And I, I had the feeling from their comments that, you know, well, of course they're not happy about it. Who is? But maybe something else in there, like, you know, who's screwing us around? Maybe. I think that's probably why I tip them. <sighs> it's impacting their lives. Yeah. So, I get new, I subscribe to the Toronto Star. I don't subscribe to it. I get emails telling me, oh, here's what's in the news today. You know, your first alerts. And then if you click on the article, you get the first paragraph, which you've already seen, or first few lines. And then it says, oh, we got a special for you, $1.49 a week, if you want to read the article. So you never get those very rarely. You know, maybe one out of ten, oh, you get the full article. Um, but I still fall for it every day anyway. But one of the stories was uh, there are 120 police officers in Ontario suspended with pay. Uh, and one particular case, which we've heard about, was from dating back to 2016 when four officers are accused of planting evidence in an arrest. It hasn't gone through the court system completely yet, or I don't know where it's at or it's even started. These guys are each getting, they're going to average $100,000 a year for staying home. And it just seems so wrong. And people argue, pro-unionists, uh, well, it's only fair duty until they're proven wrong, you know. But yeah, but they're not going to pay back that money. Uh, and so I get—I mean, the fault lies not with the police officer. Well, it does with the police officers if they're guilty and they did this thing and all the other suspensions. But with the court system, that just seems this delays the number of people get off because the provincial court system is not adequately funded. You don't have enough uh, prosecutors, so they're overworked. Uh, the bad guys can hire expensive lawyers and just find loopholes and stall, and it happens all the time. And it's just, it just doesn't seem right. And meanwhile, the little guy gets shafted. The little guy's going to get caught. He doesn't have the lawyers or the defense or the union or anything else. So you do something wrong, you're caught. You're fucked. But anybody else... And all these, the politicians, you know, sentenced, oh, good, you know, and they get soft time in a jail and they're out. It seems wrong. It really seems wrong. But anyway, why Why am I... I guess maybe <laughs> that's one of the reasons to stay away from the news. I heard somebody say they didn't want to miss a day of the whole court proceedings for the uh, the police officer who kneeled on the neck of the man who had passed a $20 bill, a fake 20 and uh, caused his death. And I thought, why would you want to watch that? Like, we know the story. We know what he did. It's out there on video. He has to be found guilty of something, uh, or there will be riots. And then you think, well, you don't want to have a court system that's just dependent on an outcome that a lot of people think has to be the outcome. And if it's not that outcome, there's going to be buildings burned and police cars torched and so on whoa is it a is it a fair judicial system or not in this case um he you know hey we saw it he did it he this was wrong it was unnecessary you caused the death of a man uh i'm sorry you're gonna have to pay something for that but like why you'd want to watch that on cnn every day with great interest, although I did watch the <laughs> a lot of the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh my God, what a circus, what a circus. Uh, yeah. So, are these the things we talk about on the Dixon Jane's podcast? Haven't I got something better to say? Uh, maybe not. 
I mean, unnecessary stress worrying about the stove delivery and uh, worrying about the surviving another dental visit because they really are. Uh, it, I mean, it's tough for me. I, I'm a mouth breather. Uh, my gums are sensitive to the, the nerves, and, and I just have this deeply rooted fear of dentists from something I don't know where I could trace it back to, but it's uh, it's 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 deep. It's what caused my meltdown, and that's why I need to uh, groom my hygienists and uh, make sure uh, they understand. And uh, Sammy, mine is uh, is fabulous. So that's why I'm glad to gift her with a book today. I see my son just like I just posted a picture of Yuki and it's so good. I made it into black and white. <laughs> I'm looking at now. I guess I should make it the uh, the photo for this episode now that I've already um, mentioned it. What episode is it? I believe it's Dixon Jane's 838. So maybe I'll stop there. Um, I think I did have things to say. I may have even made notes. Let's see, Dixon Jane's 838. Um, the data proves low-paid, vulnerable workers are driving Ontario's third wave. Okay, here's another problem. We're in the third wave. Uh, the IC units are getting filled up too quickly. Experts say it's time to mandate paid sick leave, boost on-site testing, and vaccinate essential workers. Agree, agree, agree. Um... I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Okay, yeah, it's one thing, you know, the old people in the seniors home get them done. Now the over eighties and the now the over seventies, but the essential workers. So uh, schools in the Peel region are uh, going back to home learning, online learning, and uh, Toronto has yet to, and yet another twenty-two schools have been closed because of outbreaks. And uh, teachers should also be up there if they're going to be essential workers and they should be vaccinated and, uh, you know, make it safer for them. Okay, uh, last point. I do these daily crosswords and some of them are, are, they're crazy. They're really culture-based. So you might get something, uh, you know, um, what's her name? Uh, Maybe May stop. Or something, and if you're my age, you know. Oh, that's me, West. Um, you know, that, that's a bad example. It wouldn't be a clue, but things that are, are obvious if you know, if you're familiar with culture, and uh, and are of a certain age. My son wouldn't get them. Um, but what I find interesting is, like, I'll just come to a stairway. Wow, well, can't get it, can't get it, can't get it. And when I revisit the next day. It's just so surprising how much easier it is and how clear. It's just that, that you, when you try and you focus, it's like you're, you're sort of almost temporarily blinded because you're looking at a certain area and you just can't come up with the answers. And when you let all of that go and you just go back with a fresh look after 24 hours, wow, easy peasy. How did I miss that the first time? It's, it's quite phenomenal. It's just, you know, the wonders of the human brain. Okay, that's it. I'm going to stop there and uh, continue my walk here in Buffers. No, Thompson Park. And uh, get back to you another day. Hope you enjoyed the last episode. Hope if you're reading my book, listen, any comments are welcome anytime. I really enjoy the feedback. I'm starting to tell people, oh, I've had good feedback. Uh, but that is true. Scarver Dude, signing off for now. Bye, bye, bye. Here's a two. Sorry. Here's a tune. Oh, not yet. It's too early. Later. Hello. I'm counting on you to uh, perk me up a little bit here. It is Wednesday afternoon, about 3.30, and I'm at... uh, this time, Bluffers Park, in the boat launch area right beside uh, the uh, ice cream truck. He does a pretty steady business here. A gorgeous day. But I'm just so, I'm just feeling, mm, 
not even low on energy. I'm tired. Like, God, I need another nap, really? Uh, I don't know. It, you know, I, I, it's got to be something beyond age. Maybe not enough exercise, you know, and you just get kind of run down. I um, got my uh, binders full of letters with me, and I headed off to a favorite spot up on a hill where I had a toke a few weeks back. And thought, I'll just sit here and read some letters and, uh, you know, plan which one will go into the new book and uh, in what order, maybe. And then just ran out of steam and I came back to the car and had a little nap. Woke myself up, woke myself up a few times a little bit. You know that, you know, kind of snoring fit. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so I'm awake now, but uh, I gotta, I gotta save this day. I was supposed to meet somebody, or they were supposed to meet me. And they had the date down as next week, and I sent an email back sort of saying, well, here's the email where we agreed on this week. Um, And uh, anyway, all is forgiven, as it always is, you know, no big deal. When you're an old man, you're unemployed, and, uh, you know, you really have nothing better to do anyway. So... But I, I guess it maybe threw my schedule off a little bit. Oh, so now what? And there are lots of things I should do, like book an appointment to have my uh, road trek dewinterized and uh, get the summer tires back on the uh, two cars, the Toyota and the Mazda, you know, and you got to book those appointments and little easy peasy things, but. Sometimes you don't feel like doing responsible things. My God, when I read these letters from the 70s, I didn't want to do anything. It was all resistance. I mean, no, I want to do lots of things, but it's usually meaning go to a bar, drink beer, look at women, drive, just drive, drive, drive. And I found one 18-page letter to Bruce Describing it, just the most wonderful trip to the farm in Nova Scotia where our friends live. And uh, I, I lived there while, you know, they were living somewhere else. And I'd just be out every night with their dog. And, oh, it was just absolutely wonderful. And the freedom and driving back through Maine and New Hampshire and just, I could do anything. I had, there's no plans, no commitments, no ties. And I was celebrating that and, and, at the same time saying, I don't think I will ever be able to get married, have kids, and live, you know, a so-called, air quotes, normal life. But uh, here I am. <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's neat reconnecting with that person, you know, from, uh, what, 1980, 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago. Anyway, yeah. So now what? I mean, I guess the only thing to do is force myself to take a walk. And do I walk along here? No, I'd have to drive to the beachside where the walking is better. Although, yeah. Here we've got the boats that are parked, the houseboats. And they're kind of neat to walk by. You can't get into the area where they are. It's all fenced off. They're very particular about it. Oh, interesting thing came up on the news today while we're here. Uh, I've mentioned before on podcasts that I'd seen people throwing ashes into the water here and knowing it was, these are people from East Asia, I guess Indian in particular, um, of, you know, loved ones. And I thought, mm, really? You can do that? And I wasn't creeped out, but I imagine some people, and in particular, I'm thinking the houseboat people here. Hey, this is my front yard. I don't want Granny's ashes floating by, but uh, so they had a um, um, uh, city councilor on today saying, "Well, there are many people who want their ashes to go into the water. That's what you do. That's a tradition, and rather than mailing them back to India, um, we have to find some places where you can do it. The, the issue has come up before, and he was standing here in Bluffers Park." And to me, it's a perfect place. It's got a huge parking lot. Uh, People of all communities are here all the time. And it would be right to designate like a certain area. Okay, if you're going to do it, 
here's the best place to put them in. So everybody knows, and you can either stay away from that area if you're not comfortable with it or uh, podcast from it like I would. Oh, look, we've got another family. Who's that? Your granny? Um, anyway, I, I think it's a good thing. And it also made me think, well, hey, I was talking about, uh, I, I had decided on uh, being put into Lake St. Louis, but they're all connected. So nothing wrong with Lake Ontario. So if there was such a place, it would probably be more convenient for my family. So, you know, we don't have to drive to Montreal and, and then on to Lachine to to find a spot to park and dump his ashes. We'll just go down to Bluffers Park and have a little ceremony. So uh, maybe, you know, keep that in mind if you're listening and you're still alive when I'm not. And somebody's, you know, you get the word. And you forget, hey, ooh, an uncle. By the way, I heard your husband say he, he wouldn't mind being a... Uh, dropped off at uh, Bluffers Park, wherever they happen to pick. Uh, I hope it's here, not Pickering. I mean, Bluffers Park would be my choice. All right. Anyway, put that aside. Oh, one more thing. Oh, I watched The Serpent. I don't think I mentioned that on this um, podcast yet. What a TV show. And if I did, all right, I'll just, all right, we'll just say cut, and I'll take it out, and you won't hear any, you won't hear any of this part, Okay. But if I didn't, when I listen back, then this is the part you'll hear right now. Uh, what a great series. The story of Charles Sobrage. True story. Books written about him. Just Google Charles S-O-B-R-A-J, I believe. Uh, Charles. Serial killer. Uh, mostly hippies and backpackers traveling through India, Pakistan, um, Hong Kong, although I don't, I don't know if he did any murders in Hong Kong, uh, but Thailand for sure. Uh, nasty, nasty man, a, a bitter man. Um, Vietnamese mother, Indian father, I believe, and then was she remarried and the French stepfather took him to France where he was bullied and rejected. That's all part of his life story. And just ended up hating it seemed backpackers. Um, you know, he wanted to be rich and important and passed himself off as a jewel uh, dealer, rare gems and things. Uh, but really what he was doing was killing hippies, uh, poisoning them, uh, to making them sick, and then they became dependent on him in his little home. Not a little home, big place. And then he'd steal their passports, their money, and then dispose of them. And um, anyway, there's no point in telling you the whole story. I'm just saying it's on Netflix. It's done by BBC. Perfect casting. Really well done. An eight-part series. Really, really worth watching. Uh, I would give a Clara warning for this one. <laughs> Not for your little girl. No. Uh, it, I mean, it creeped me and uh, Naoko out uh, watching and it brought back a memory of uh, when I was in Mexico. And around the same time frame, Mexico was 77, I believe. He was doing all this during the 70s. It's a real, man, the uh, the scenery, the location shots, they're amazing. The clothing, it's really, really worth watching. But, uh, yeah, when we were in um, Palenque, the Mayan ruins... Very high on mushrooms. Me, uh, Robin, and Alvin all got separated and found our own place. And I was up on the corner of a temple in the sunshine for hours. And really, it was hours. Not moving, just, okay, here's where I belong on this planet, right here, now. And a woman slowly approached me, came up from down below. And I could see her coming from the distance. And came up and started talking and befriending me. I'm pretty sure she was American. And the conversation got to the point where she had a fresh melon or something, and she was offering to share it with me. But it was in the jungle. The whole temple surroundings are the whole temple surrounded by jungle. I mean, they didn't discover this until I think the twenties. Uh, it was just a buried Mayan city. Just fantastic. I mean, one of the best in in all of Mexico. To, for historic interest, for everything on Mayan civilization. Anyway, moving on with the story. Thank you. Um, she she said, it's over there. And I had had 
a knife stolen. I had a really nice sheath knife we traveled with, and we had a robbery. I lost my Leica camera, the M2, and everything else, uh, and that knife. And got in my mind, no, I don't have, you know, a knife to cut this melon. Some, somehow that seemed part of the story at the time. Remember, I was very, very high. And the trouble was her boyfriend came up behind her and didn't really introduce himself, just was there in the background. And it wouldn't have it would have meant going off into the woods with two strangers for this offer of sharing some fruit for no apparent reason. And I never forgot it because it, it kind of it seemed creepy at the time. No, I, I don't think so, thank you. Uh and why are you bothering me anyway? But now after seeing this show about this this couple, and of course it wasn't I'm not saying it was them, but it could have been, if nothing more, just here, we want your passport and money, or, you know, who knows uh, what might have happened. But I just knew that the vibes were just, no, don't, don't do this. But it made me think of all the other traveling I did back then. Again, that surfacing through these old letters, uh, all the hitchhiking I did all over, and thinking, oh, my God, the chances we take. Uh, and yet here we are. We live to tell about it. All right, park that. I think there was one more thing. Those are two stories. A, a gratitude, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, I talk about how that's sort of been my new high, expressing gratitude and, and making you feel content. I even found a perfect quote for it. Uh, it's not happiness that makes you grateful, but gratitude that makes you happy. Something like that. I don't know if that's good or not. Um but for yesterday when having my dentist, you know, my teeth cleaned. And there, she, she gets right to the nerve endings and there's a lot of bleeding and the gums are sensitive. And the, this high-speed water jet is going... <coughs> right up there. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Anyway. <coughs> sorry. Ooh, that hurt. Um... You just your 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 legs, your your arms, my hands are just tensing, you know. And I, I meanwhile I can't breathe. I gotta, I gotta get air again. But she was just good at it. She did her best. She got them clean. She did the job, and I had just so much gratitude for her. For oh, you're trained, you're professional, you're responsible. You know I'm one of those special patients that just, you know, could freak out uh, and is highly sensitive and very anxious, and yet you're doing the absolute best you can. Thank you. And I, I wrote something like that in the book that I gave her. So um, there, that's all I had notes for, and I guess there's nothing else um, besides that to share with you today. All right. Scarborough Dude, I better uh, do something to make this day more worthwhile. I was going to have a toke. And then by the time it gets to be 3.30, I think, oh, okay, I'm going to be high for a couple of hours. And oh, my wife will be home. Really, I should be doing something more constructive like, what are we going to eat for supper tonight? What are we going to do with our new stove? Which I, last night I did. I tried at the air fryer. And uh, and um, uh, just it's just high efficient. It heats up in no time. It's a fabulous stove. This is the Frigidaire model. If you're looking for a new oven, call me. Uh, I'm really pleased with this. Now, mind you, I've had it for one day, but um, still, it was. A, I, I did do a little research, and I am pleased. And Frigidaire products have lasted us quite well in the past. Scarborough dude, signing out from. Uh, Bluffers Park. I think I'm going to drive to the boat launch and go have a walk. Uh, bye for now. But after a while I caught on. I mean, I saw what they were hiring. I also swiped my dance card once after an audition, and on a scale of ten, they gave me for dance, ten... For looks, three. Well, dance ten, looks three. And I'm still on unemployment. Dance for my own enjoyment. That ain't it, kid. That ain't it, kid. Dance ten, looks three. It's like to die. Left the theater and called the doctor for my appointment to 
Background music? It's pleasant enough. I'm at Darlington Provincial Park. I'm at the gate. I'm kind of sitting here parked where it says no parking, waiting for somebody to come out and yell at me, but uh, it's all shut tight. I mean, the gate's open. I could drive right in. But of course, the parks are closed. We're in lockdown mode. And I even imagine somebody coming up and saying, hey, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at home. Uh, but my excuse is, sorry, I was just down the road in Bowmanville having my road track serviced. And uh, that's what we've done. So uh, that's why you're hearing from me now from Darlington Provincial Park, outside the gate. Uh, yeah, it was time to be dewinterized. I went through a bit of a fuss. Um, I saw it. I've been. I know I could dewinterize it myself, but I also know it would lead to confusion, fear of mistakes, maybe actually doing something wrong. Where do you dispose of the antifreeze anyway? No, 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 no. Pay the sixty nine dollars. Well, of course, I um, went to book online, called up, uh, was told the price was ninety nine, and uh, right away. You know, well, what accounts for the $30 increase from last year? And um, I was looking at their previous website before they had changed it. It's changed now, believe me. But uh, they said they'd honor it. Now, if I already told you that, I'm sorry. I had to go through the story because I'm one of the sub-themes is the noise that goes on in your brain all the time. In my case, in, in, in a position of conflict imagined conflict. Nothing really bad has happened. But for instance, while I'm sitting, waiting to uh, have the thing serviced, I'm imagining them coming up and charging me the old price, or the new price, and I'm saying, no, 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 I already agreed. I got this here, and I have my proof. I'm ready to confront them. I'm ready to argue. I'm ready to be ripped off. I'm imagining the worst. I'm also imagining... Okay, it's not enough for them to bring it in. They need customers, businesses down. They're going to find something that's wrong and say, well, we noticed this, so uh, we're going to have to charge you. And I've got to get ready to argue. Well, sure enough, um, they, they come back at you with, they offer like a free inspection. They're going to do the um, uh, service, dewinterize, drain the, ta- drain the, the tanks, the lines, 
flush out the old uh, antifreeze. And then they offer free roof inspection, free battery check. Well, why not? Well, of course, they come back. Say, oh, we checked the roof and we found that it's the caulking or the seal around your vent should really be serviced pretty soon. Well, I know there are no leaks. I know there's nothing wrong with it, really, that can't wait. In fact, they did. They, they This very facility put on that vent a few years ago. Um, but, you know, here's the, here's the cost of parts. Here's the labor, you know, $380 or something like that. And I just say no thanks. But in, in other words, my, my reasons for my anxiety and, and ready to confront were sound because they don't want to charge you just $69. They want to make more money. They want to put their technicians to work. They want to find other problems that you should have done there. Uh, so anyway, here comes, uh, oh, no, they're just going to go right past me. That was uh, park employees. So again, my paranoia, they got to come and question me. And of course they're not. Well, maybe somebody sent them. I don't know. Anyway, oh, another truck too. And I've just got to explain, uh, you know, well, whatever I, <laughs> it's a, it's happening now. Like I'm, in other words, I know you do it. Some of you, many of you probably, preparing the conversations for for imaginary situations that may not and probably won't ever happen, but you're prepared just in case. And always on my side, it's kind of a darker, unpleasant tone. It's always confrontation. It's never, oh, somebody nice is going to come and talk to me and say, how are you doing, Ken? Do you like our park? It's not going to be that. It's going to be, what are you doing here? Don't you know that's a stay at home? And whatever. Anyway, let's get that out of the way. Jesus Christ. I just, I have to share that because I think a lot of people go through the same thing. The, you know, and, and I, I know I've been walking down streets and I'm having these conversations and I know my face is showing it. I know I get all animated and especially if I really need to get back at them and argue and fight, you know, some great injustice being done up against me, you know, I'm just ready to go all in. You can't do that. What do you mean? Anyway, it's just such nonsense. What a waste of time. Damn it. All right. Now I'm not even in the mood to uh, share the rest of this with you. Um, I, I thought this would be a nice place to do a nice podcast. I got things to talk about, but I'm not relaxed. Because of where I am, it's causing me stress just being here. Especially with two parked trucks and four staff just, uh, you know, a couple of, a few yards away. <sighs> Nobody cares. <laughs> it's just me in the inside of my head. For Christ's sake, shut up. Uh, I think I'll, I'll probably, there's no point in doing any more from here. I'll just go home. And uh, unless I find a nicer, a nicer park to park in, where I can relax and talk freely and comfortably. Uh, otherwise, uh, Scarborough Dude checking out. Bye for now. Just remembered, it's uh, been a long time since we've had chicken. So, uh, this is uh, the same day, Friday, April 7th. Um, Full start at Darlington Provincial Park, which happens to be near the Darlington... Well, is it called Darlington? Our nuclear power station? 
in the general area anyway, and also right near railroad tracks, which people always complain about. So it is not a prime camping spot by any means, but it's convenient, close enough. And I think it's fantastic that it's less than 10 minutes from the uh, road track service center. Um, yeah. So anyway, I came home, wanted to make sure, gee, did they do it right? I, I took pictures of, there are very many taps, uh, you know, things to turn the water on and off, direct through here, on, off. It's like as pipes ever. The plumbing is crazy because there are two tanks, one in the door, which in the body of the van, and then another inside one, which you could use theoretically for winter camping. So it's got two, and they fill. One fills from the back, one fills from the front door. Crazy system. And then you've got a hot water heater that you can bypass. And, I mean, the first time they showed it to me, I, there's no way I could figure it out. And then you follow the instructions, and I can't. And you know I can't. I mean, I can't even figure out which burner is which from the little dials on the back of the stove. So, uh, anyway, I lift it up, take a picture to see, okay, are they the same as when I brought it in, or did the guy actually turn these knobs? Did he know what he was doing? And <laughs> I can't tell. I know there is a um, the water works. The water pump goes on. He had left the water pump on. You're not supposed to, but anyway, I shut that off. But when you need water for the toilet, for flushing, for the tap in the sink, also when I when I ran the water, it was like a really. Uh, I swore I saw pink, and you're not supposed to. The whole point of a, a dewinterizing is all the pink is gone. Uh, it sure looked pinkish to me. But anyway, I would never drink the water from here. I always carry my own drinking water. Uh, in fact, I use the water for washing dishes. I wouldn't even use it for boiling pasta. I'd probably still bring my own water. Or get water, you know, fill up at the camp where they have water. But sitting in these tanks in a vehicle that's, uh, what, from 2008, I don't think it'll ever be good drinking water. You can get filtration systems. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I did try the hot water heater. It didn't heat up. But uh, that that's like one of the important switches is which one leads to the hot water heater, which you cut off when it's... When you're winterized, anyway, anyway, you you know, if I don't understand that, why am I trying to explain it to you? <laughs> Ew. Getting old, folks, getting old. Um, it's late in the afternoon, or six. My wife has just gone home and has gone for her walk to Thompson Park, which she tries to do every day of the week. Uh, and she times herself to see if she can go faster. It's a wonderful, healthy woman. She'll be 60. Next year, I guess, yeah. Uh, but she's uh, she's in pretty good shape. Much better than the husband. I came home, and I was hungry. And I realized maybe I was cranky at Darlington because uh, I was hungry. I hadn't eaten much since breakfast. It was after two by then. Um, raced home. There was a leftover piece of chicken. By the way, I made a chicken dinner last night, chicken thighs, with my own... Um, sauce mixture for marinating but it was half half tonkatsu sauce and half jerk chicken and both my wife and son said it was my best ever i called it a what is it whatever's in the fridge secret recipe uh and salt and pepper of course but you know marinate a little bit soak turn them over and uh anyway it, it turned out really good so there's one piece left i had that and then there's some open tuna oh i love tuna for tuna sandwich and added a lot of onion. And I don't know if, again, another age thing. I seem to get indigestion. Now, I've just had a Tums, and it's gone. I'm perfectly healthy. What am I talking about? I don't feel anything. But the other thing was, I just, I was knocked out. I got home. And I, after eating, I always need a nap, which is, a, I know it's not a healthy thing. It's probably the worst thing, but that's what I want. I just got to lie down. Let me Leave me alone. I lie down, and uh, bam! I was out like a, out like a light. Does that make sense? You know, out like yeah. You turn the light off; it's dark. Uh, I was knocked out. It was as if I had been heavily drugged. Just bam, and it was really hard. I had to force myself to get up. 
And uh, so here we are in a very, very boring part two to uh, uh, whatever I started. Sometimes it's like that. I got to say, driving this beast, I love it. On the highway, this thing drives beautifully. It's a big Chevy. It's just, it's a powerful beast and it just, it drives well. Um, I've seen, there's a demand for road tracks now because uh, the factory, they only make the new, the Dodge Ram models. These older models have got a good reputation and uh, people are bidding up the prices for them, like the housing market. And uh, so I was saying to Barnacle Bill, that, you know how, I'd, I'd like to at least get back what I paid for this. And he said, hey, you're not going to sell that thing to you. Wouldn't know how to, to, you can't drive anymore. And I thought about it. I thought, why would I get rid of this thing? Like, I don't need the money suddenly now. Although it would finance a pretty damn nice trip somewhere else. But you just don't need it. What would you like to do, man? Like a... Sort of a, a small ship around the world, like a freighter type of thing, you know, with comfortable accommodation and decent food. Like a freighter with accommodation for a certain number of passengers. Not a cruise ship. No, 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 never. But, you know, another one. And not a yacht, private yacht that's, you know, subject to storms and sinking and everything else. Like, you know, a freighter. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <sighs> Prince Philip died um, today, or it was announced today. Uh, I feel for the Queen, not for the Prince. Ninety-nine, good time to go. He had, he'd, he's, he was ready for it, I'm sure. But for her, who's lost the closest people in her life, her mother, her sister, and now her husband of you know her lifetime since she was a young lady, uh, gone. And the children have been not, it's been trouble. This has not been easy. And as the queen, she, she needs someone to confide in. And I know there are probably people listening to this podcast who don't give a shit or hate the monarchy, I'm sure. And that's fine. You don't have to tell me and I won't go on too much about it. But I do have more respect for Queen Elizabeth and pretty well any politician. Okay, maybe if Gandhi were around... You know, and yes, for uh, some others, but just as a person who did her duty and absolutely tried her best, you know, when you look at how many other people in royalty, her own family to start with, but uh, but across the world, royal families have just been horrible people, and she isn't. She is fundamentally a good person. All right. Okay. Okay. I know. I don't want an argument here. Uh, what else? Uh, I made a note. Something. 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 Hang on, would you? We gotta. We gotta get something out of this thing. Come on, Dixon Jeans. Dixon Jeans. Dixon Jeans. Eight thirty-eight. The serpent. I told you about. Gratitude for my dentist. UBI. Oh, universal basic income. Uh, that's up for debate. At, uh, it's not going to go through now, but it is something people talk about. And it was very interesting hearing a little bit about the downside. The, the plus side is everybody gets a basic minimal wage. It's going to cut down on bureaucracy and all these welfare payments and so on. The problem is many of the payments are made provincially for people who are down and out in their luck or whatever or just need the support, whether for handicapped, disabilities, whatever. Uh, just unemployed, they, there's provincial support. Uh, and so in some cases, if you had one plan run from Ottawa that everybody gets, some people would end up getting less money than they're getting now from the province with provincial support. Uh, and, of course, some dollars goes a lot further, say, in Saskatchewan maybe than it would in Ontario. So to, to make it equitable or fair would be very hard. That was one of the complaints. Uh, middle class taxes, they say would go up, but I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, come on, come on, come on. The luxury taxes, high end taxes, corporate taxes, surely you can pay for it from that and not, um, don't hit it, don't tack it onto the middle class. Um, and then the last thing, well, aside from the huge cost of running this thing, 
And of course, these turn into bureaucracies no matter how well you plan it. Um, the a drop in the workforce, because some people say, hey, if I can get this much, just staying home, do nothing, I can live on this. You know, and if I got a couple of family members at home collecting, yeah, we're doing okay. We can pay our mortgage. So there's the downsides. Uh, but I know people like my sister and lots of other are always pushing, tell the government to get a UBI program in place. Um, I don't know where I stand on that. I, I mean, I, I think those are all valid concerns, I, and particularly the motivation for people to say, why should I bother working? I, I think for a lot of people, it would be like that. Uh, would it help artists? Would there be more artists saying, hey, I can actually do my art and live on this you know, minimum wage and maybe pick up a part-time job here or there to supplement it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I even wanted to talk about it. It came up in the news. Um, this is kind of a soulless episode, isn't it? I, I feel a little... Uh, a little guilty about that. I've seen scooters around, electric scooters. You know the electric bikes they're promoting and, and how much fun they would be. And I think, well, I don't know. With no sense of balance, I don't think an electric bike would necessarily be a good investment for me. Slow it down, I just fall over. But they have these little scooters with little motors that can go. And I'm like, oh, those look kind of cool. And surely you're so close to the ground, you could just sort of jump off the damn thing. Although, again, given my condition, maybe no, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just uh, seeing these ads, they look cool. And if, you know, it'd be a fun one because I know when I get to a campground, it can sometimes be a long walk to the beach, depending where you're camped. And, um, you know, there's times you want to get around, you know, to have a little motor scooter to zip on over to the washroom. God, this, this is. How boring is this? I guess I should give you another tune. I hope you liked uh, Tits and Ass. Um, it's not the name of the song, but um, the one I played there from uh, Chorus Line. That was one of Peter's favorites, Peter, our accountant. Uh, by the way, folks, if you're a listener and you've already applied or got in touch with me and you're on my list for the uh, the Dixon Jane's Spring Zine uh, I think it'll be out by the end of the month. What is it, April 7th? Now, yeah, I should have it. It should be available by April 30th, I'd say. And, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right, I'm going to sign off now because I've, I've just, I've got, I've got nothing. I'm just coming up empty and I feel uh, embarrassed and uh, guilty about that. Chicken didn't help much. Too bad. That's not true. That's not true. That's not me. God damn it, eh? Hang on. There's chicken. You're chicken. You're not sad, are you, chicken? Yeah, I know. I'm not sad either. Yeah, thank you. Okay, folks, boys and girls, holy shit, it's a whole new day! Sorry. Just need to clear the throat there. Yeah, it's Saturday morning. It is December. Not December. Let's pick a month. How about April? April 10th. Feels like spring. Windows down. Sitting in Sal, of course. I'll turn this down a little bit. That's uh, Indy 88, my go-to station. My wife likes the uh, classics. She has 97.3, I think. And uh, it's fun, too. I always make sure to change it back when I use her car. Uh, yeah, so... God, I feel good. It's uh, two coffees into me. Woke up early, which is great. I've slept through. I mean, I'm so lucky. I'm not a member of the 3... I am a member of the 3 a.m. club, but I feel like an imposter because I can sleep through. I can, I, I don't go to bed till 11.30, 12, read a bit. 12.30 before I really knock out or am knocked out. That, I'm not knocked out. I just gently fall asleep while reading. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
And um, bam, unless Yuki wakes me early, I sleep right through till after seven. And lately, Yuki has decided she wants to be out all night. She sits, she's got a beautiful perch on the front porch that she can sit. She can hear the birds in the bushes next to her when they wake up in the morning. That's her place. So uh, whoever's first up goes to the front door and lets Yuki in for the day. Now she's up, sleeping in the daytime, back to her old patterns. Oh, God, it's so nice to have a cat. (sighs) A pet. You know, let's put it that way, a pet. Um, and gratitude. Okay, so we got. I've only got seven minutes left, and damn, I just used up three, so uh, we're going to make this fast. Um, the topics were digital legacy. I haven't done mine yet. I love my blog, blogspot.com for Dixon Jeans. That's dixonjeans.ca, and it'll take you to the blogspot thing. And I choose the photos so carefully. There's links to the podcast, number one. But there's also just, you know, the pictures and, and the date and maybe what song I played in the episode. I, w- I would like that preserved. So I'm going to have to pass all this on to my son. And then these letters I'm reading through, and some definitely could not go into the book. They're just too personal, too private. Um, certain things that just would might hurt somebody if they, uh, <laughs> if they were put out in print. And I know enough. I have good enough filters to know, okay, sorry, well, that's an important letter. Uh, I need to make sure my son has access to these letters, know, would know where to look, but um, not for uh, not for general consumption. Uh, but the other thing was, again, the thank yous. As I drove yesterday and got out on the highway and started bombing along, and I don't need to go fast in the road track. You're just doing 100, but you're cruising and you just have this feeling of stability and power driving. It's because it's a larger beast. And it feels so good. And so, you want, you know, I do the thank yous. Thank you, God. Thank you, highwaymen. Thank you, road pavers. And, and you do all these things. And realizing I've got to do more than that. What else is it that I have to do to actually express and show my thanks and gratitude for... The blessed life I have had, no starvation, no war, no torture, no imprisonment, no people knocking at your door at 3 a.m. to arrest you on suspicion of, uh, you know, speaking out against the state. Uh, You know, all the things that other people face as as a part of just normal human existence and, and what I have and what... God damn it, I hope some of you wake up to realize. I I guess you already know, but I'm... I think we need to remind ourselves more often. There's a hospital around the corner here. You know, there's, there's everything you could want in a civilized world here where I live in Canada. And yes, it's not, not everybody has it. There are people suffering. There are people depressed. There are people sick. There are people mentally ill. There are people hungry. There are people living in an apartment in a state of fear because of somebody who also lives in the building who's threatening them. There's, there's all these horrible, dark things. But in my world, I have so much to be grateful for. How do I give thanks? What is the right thing to do? And it isn't just the simple thing of, I'll write a check for this or for that because I can't, I won't, I don't, or rarely. But it's got to be acts of kindness. It's got to be actually doing things for somebody else. And how those things are done, (coughs) I don't always know. Uh, They could be little things. Again, smiling at the cashier, making somebody somebody else's life a little more pleasant in any given moment. It can be little things. It doesn't have to be big things. But it, it's it's got to be shown in your, your daily living. Acts of kindness. We talk about random acts of kindness. That's one. Um, it, it could be anything else. You just have to do it, show it, express it, give it, share it. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. I only had seven minutes, so I think we're going to end right now. But uh, Scarborough Dude signing up, feeling so much better than it was yesterday. Oh, my God. It is a new day, and, uh, and every day is a new day. 
So uh, <laughs> enjoy that. You want you want to say goodbye to chicken, chicken. You want to say goodbye. Hi. <laughs> right. Thank you, folks. Bye bye. Take care. 